Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about The Apartment? I am, because after all, we We are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. (laughs) I have my kitty over there that's melting into the... Ottoman. I sent that picture to Mike and he said, Is that called a cat loaf? <laughs> and I said, It is. It is called a cat loaf. It's a loaf. Right now he's he's, loafing. he's getting in touch with his inner seal. So Aww, yeah, he gets cute. like a he like holds his arm. I don't know how he's possibly comfortable. I know that like cats are partially liquid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've <laughs> seen evidence of that yes. on the internet. Uh, he gets into like the tiniest spaces too, I swear. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so how are you? <laughs> <laughs> how am I? I'm good. Are you? How are you? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, life is just, I, I don't know. As I said earlier today, I just want to lay in my, my bath as I'm having a shower bath and just smoke a cigarette and drink wine. Like the French do. <laughs> Just feels we, very like French trademark. <laughs> TM. <laughs> French trademark. French. So you're TM. not allowed to do it uh, oh, without man. paying them. Or you have I to have pay to them be many French. francs. They don't have francs anymore, I guess. It's euros. Is it euros now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. They changed them all to euros. Um, darn. I don't think I'm French either. Mm. What a tragedy. <laughs> That's a good, I like your accent. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway, I heard you watched a movie that you want to talk about, The Wonder. You want to talk about it? Do you want to mention it? <laughs> Why are you, what? Is that weird? Was that weird? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not, I mean, weird. It's not weird. It's just, it's funny that you like introduced it. Like, Thanks for having me. Yes, I would yeah. like to talk about The Wonder. I watched The uh, Wonder. Do you want to set up this clip for us now? Yes. So in this clip, um... No, I did. I watched The Wonder. So Mike watched it first and recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it after him. And, oh, that was your cat. That freaked me out. It touched my foot. It was good. It was real good. Florence Pugh is in it. And um, Toby, jo- Toby Jones mm-hmm. is his yeah. name. And he is in it. And it's just, it's a really heartbreaking riveting tale about um how life and religion and common sense and everything in superstition and all that just sort of like intermingle and it's 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 i recommend it it's it's very good but it's intense it's very intense and florence Pugh does a really good job and the story is is the story is really sad and I, it's it's like everything is kind of bleak but pretty as well because it takes place in Ireland, so the landscape is is like really gray and windblown, but it's it's got like a dark sort of beauty to it, which is pretty cool. And uh, I, yeah, it's it's good as the story unfolds. You're just kind of like, what's what's happening? What's more? I need more. I need more information. And. It's, it's kind of Netflix, like a, right? a journey all the way through. It is on Netflix, and it's uh, it's good. <laughs> okay, it just came out recently, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I watched something called The Immaculate Room. It was Emile Hirsch and uh, Ashley Green, actually, wasn't it? And um, Kate Bosworth. It was okay. It was like about these this couple that is in a room. It's this big, big room, like size of a football field type room. Maybe it's probably not that big. It's probably like half football field, but it's it's a pretty big room. And there's like nothing in it but like a bed and like a bathroom. And they have to stay in there for fifty days, and they'll win five million dollars. But if one person leaves, then they'll only get one million dollars for the person that remains but they have to stay in the room for 50 days so it's incredibly isolating as you can imagine and as like time goes on they're kind of just uh like one of them gets like a prize which is like a crayon and so he like draws all over the walls and that was kind of like a cool like sequence because it was like had this beautiful music over and you can watch as he's you know like getting really into drawing but um it, it felt pretty predictable. Like, there was, like, the whole Chekhov's gun thing, and then, like, it was used, and you were like, okay, well, so that was kind of pre- used in a really predictable way. And I don't know. It, it was entertaining. I mean, it kept my interest pretty much the whole time. Like, I was playing Sims, but I was also like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was on Hulu. I think I'd be... He- I'd be... I wouldn't like super recommend it, but I'd also say like if you're just like looking for something to watch and you kind of just want to watch something that's maybe a little bit more low key, like that's kind of it's kind of an interesting movie to check out. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I like Kate Bosworth, too. And I didn't really like her when I was younger and I'm not really sure why. I think it was like internalized misogyny. But then I saw what is, why Um, I think I just didn't. Like, I, I don't know. I think I was just like, I was judging her based on her looks, which is not fair, you know, to oh, do. Okay. And like, because she's pretty or because she's or something not like that. Yeah. Like, just because she's kind of just like this thin blonde girl. And I was like, that's not fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? oh, okay. Like, yeah, and that was just sure. internalized misogyny, you know? And you keep saying that. And I don't actually know what that, how that well, pertains because we're not isn't misogyny like aimed at men or can women be misogynistic as well no women can be misogynistic as well i think it's it i think internalized misogyny is like you don't actually i don't really know oh. what it is yeah i me neither that you know makes what? Two I'm, of gonna, us. I'm gonna look it up i'm gonna <laughs> tell everyone what it means so it, i mean it, it makes sense if it's just like a fancy phrase for jealousy is that how you're meaning i don't it? um hold on let me see if i can Oh, here we go. Misogyny. Okay. Uh, women who experience internalized misogyny may express it through minimizing the value of women, mistrusting women, and believing gender bias in favor of men. Okay. So it's like what women experience towards other women, basically, is internal, internalized misogyny. Yeah. So anyway, but then I saw then I saw this other movie with her in it. And of course, I cannot remember the movie, but it was like, she was this fucking kick-ass character. And I was like damn Kate Bosworth you're so awesome and so I kind of was like all right maybe I'm a fan of her and so I saw that she was in it and Emile Hirsch is fine I wouldn't say I'm a super huge fan of his but um I was like okay I I like him I genuinely generally enjoy his stuff you know yeah uh, but mm-hmm. I I wouldn't consider myself ever like a big fan but with, I like him as soon as I saw that she was in it I was like okay I'm on board yeah, yeah. I was like cool yeah I uh I don't think I've seen much with her in it. I haven't seen honestly. a lot either. I think I've only seen like two or three movies of hers. Yeah. So. But yeah, I do like Emile Hirsch. He was in a movie a couple of years ago where he, it was like superhero adjacent and he was keeping his daughter like locked in their house because 
people were on the rampage looking for people with special powers and he didn't want her to get caught. I feel like I know what you're talking about. I can't about. remember what it was called, though. She was like a young kid, right? Yeah. Let me see here. It's weird. Uh, I was thinking about this, or I was watching like some video that someone had posted on TikTok. Oh, by the way. <laughs> so this is really exciting. So I was scrolling through TikTok and I uh, follow Jason Mraz and I commented on one of his videos. And in the video, he was like, had some sound where it was like, do everything. Th- think of everything that you do as play, and that way you'll never be bored. And I commented and I said, this is something I really needed to hear right now. And he fucking started following me on TikTok. That's really exciting. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so I think I'll make a video and be like, I think I'm going to make the video and I'm going to be like, no big deal, but, and I'm trying to be like super cool about this (laughs) and then be like, but I'm actually freaking out because Jason Mraz is following me. And then I'd be like, Jason Mraz, if you're out there, please do at this because it would make my day. (laughs) (laughs) And then just that's it and see if he does it because that would just, yeah. I was thinking about singing one of his favorite songs or one of my favorite songs of his, which is You and I Both, but I don't know. I really didn't do that. like put myself out there like that not that i'm already not putting myself out there with my my mom my mama um oh your tiktoks yeah, my TikTok mom monologues yeah the, yeah. yeah the that, ma- the that show yeah although that seemed to be a really popular video i got like over 1700 views so jeez wow yeah like 236 likes or something so oh my gosh yeah that's so it was awesome. pretty cool yeah. yeah and i was showing it to my, one of my mom's friends and they were laughing they thought it was oh, pretty good. funny that's <laughs> nice it is cool how you like change your look and everything i think that's neat yeah yeah the movie with Emile Hirsch is called Freaks, by the way. I just looked oh, it up. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you... Hold on. Sorry. Go I ahead. believe it was on Netflix. That's how I watched it, at least. What, man? What? What? He, I think he likes getting his belly grab, but I think he likes, like... Because <laughs> he holds on to my arm, but then he, like, kicks his little legs, you know? he's excited. He's excited. He's so excited. And um, we saw the menu together as well. And, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Yes, we did. Any thoughts that you want to share after ruminating? Um, oh, shit. I think I was thinking about one. Well, first of all, it was like took place in our world because they mentioned COVID and I really didn't Pretty like annoying. that. Yeah. I was annoyed as well. Yeah. And I was also thinking, so if this is something... So, this is so new. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, you know? It's just like... Yeah, don't spoil it. Okay. Um, I I just don't know if I... I enjoyed it. I just don't know if I really liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I really thought that that (laughs) that part (laughs) where Ray Fiends comes on the screen and you turn to me and you go, did you get a little tingle? (laughs) It's really funny. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because I know you love him. I do love him. <laughs> I do. And uh, during, I was like, nah. But then after, I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I thought the so, cinematography of the movie and like the way they presented each chorus was really cool and creative, and it was shot very, very yeah. neatly. And um, the atmosphere of the movie was really cool. It just and the feel mystery like- for a while. I was like, what's going to happen? What's going right. to happen? And then as soon as you sort of found out the mystery, maybe like halfway through, if even that, I was like, oh, that's what this yeah. movie is. And so then yeah. I was curious still about 
the rest of it, but uh, it went off the rails a little bit too much, I think. And I think so, I too. a lot of questions that never got answered. And Well, and I feel like there wasn't enough of a good, like a good enough reason for all these people to be at this place. Me too. You know? I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. And it so. was like, and we obviously don't want to spoil it for anyone. It's yeah. still theaters, so go check it out if you want. You've uh, just but- listened to our new segment, <laughs> Thinly Veiled Movie Reviews. <laughs> In which we don't vague, spoil vague, it. Vague, groomy, I guess maybe not reviews. even thinly veiled. It's just vague. veiled. Yeah. yeah, vague movie yeah. reviews. Vague movie reviews. Yeah. It was. It certainly was a movie. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the cast was good. I really liked that Amy Carrero. That's little so so. Yeah. It? And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it just it really felt like there there just should have been more. And there was there was something missing. Yeah, yeah, needed more. Yeah, and it was because it was very reminiscent of something like Clue. Like, what is it? I think it's called Ten Little Indians, the Agatha Christie book. So there's like it was very reminiscent of of stories like that or like Identity. Did you ever see that movie with uh, mm-hmm. John Cusack? Um, and and it reminded me actually a lot of Identity a little bit, but a lot of Identity a little a bit. <laughs> it reminded me of Identity a little bit. <laughs> English is hard. <laughs> um, and uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, it, but it just, it, there was something, there was just something that wasn't quite there that they needed to add. They needed to add it for an extra oomph. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, I think, very easy to add it, but they just didn't. Yeah. Like the script was lacking. Style over substance, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And I think it was visually a very stunning film. And it was well directed, but I think the script was, it was just, a, yeah, it was mm-hmm. a script. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked Nicholas Holt's performance. He was such a little asshole. And I liked Ray Fiennes. And I even liked Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, do you remember that one time when we saw some friends of mine at Meyer, and we stopped to chat <laughs> at them, and there was somebody yes. across the, the across Meyer, and you said, that guy looks like Nicholas Holt. And so one of my friends kept going, Nicholas, to see if he would turn around. But do you remember all of us were facing the other way? Yeah. So none of us knew if he was. Nobody, we all turned around. We were all like, we're like, Nicholas. And then we're like, we're like, turn. Okay. Oh. And then we were like, wait, no one turned to look to see if he looked at us. So. Oh, what a failed attempt. We'll never know if it was Nicholas Holt <laughs> and Meyer at Grand Rapids. You're the strongest boy in the world. Oh, Nicholas. <laughs> I love Nick Swartzen. I do. Um, so. Yeah, I, I overall it was entertaining. Was it anything special? No. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's even Bear Grease. He just said no. Yeah, I heard yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I've also figured out. I've done. I've done some thinking, and I think I figured out why I'm not attracted to Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> oh, because I feel like I should be because I like just basic old white men. Apparently, you know that's a thing. Stellan Skarsgård, he's up there. It's just. Kevin Costner, you gotta admit. I mean, come on, they're all basic white men. Like, let's just be honest. I think it's because I think Frasier is an asshole. Mm. If he was a good and kind character, I think I would maybe be attracted to him. But because he's so fucking insufferable, and also he's rude to waiters, not cool, dude. I can't like get on board. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, because the reason, like the reason I started thinking like Stellan Skarsgård was like attractive, which is still something I th- 
still find very weird. But I think um, it's weird that you think your own attractions are weird. I think it's just I think I'm just a strange yeah, but person. I mean, they're your feelings. So why do you think your own feel? Because if you because think he's attractive, why, why like, do you think like because he's like just. He's just like old guy. He's like, still a human being. Like they don't I know, lose, but human beings don't lose their attractive value just because they're old. If somebody finds them attractive, then, then right. But anyway, but because I started watching that show River, and uh-huh. I loved his character so much, and that was kind of like it's it's like almost like a sapiosexual. Like I don't know if you know what that means, but like it's attracted to intelligence. Oh, okay, yeah, that's why so, I have so many people after me all the time. Yeah. Just so sexually appealing. <laughs> I'm sapiosexually appealing. <laughs> I don't know what that was. What was that? that Why did I weird do that? Noise. I. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, no, I. So I did. I did something about that, and that's what I've. That's what I've. I've discovered. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a terrible character, like a jerky character, it is hard to be like, oh, they're attractive. Yeah, but yeah. then again. It doesn't like it doesn't always. That's not like the rule, though. You know what sure, I mean? Like that's course, not that's like why there's always are like, so appealing, right? Exactly. Like mm-hmm. there's a character that uh, Jonathan Hyde plays in the Strain that show the Strain, and um, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> the difference is, is like <laughs> Fraser isn't supposed to be a cool villain. He's supposed right. to be like an old fuddy-duddy. Right. And even El- Eldridge was this character's name, Eldridge Palmer. But I kept calling him Palmer because I was like, Eldridge is not a first name. It's an adjective. <laughs> and I was really Anything bugging. can be a first name. I know, but it bugs me. <laughs> it's like when people name their kid Khaleesi. I'm like, Khaleesi is not a name, but it's a title. Anyway. Khaleesi is a made-up word. <laughs> if anything in the English language. No, word. don't say that. <laughs> the Lord is testing me. <laughs> Anyway, you know I love that gift from. I know that's why I said it. it is I love it. The look on her face. <laughs> I always, I always forget that she says it in like the Lord is testing me. But I, in my voice, I oh wow, yeah, yeah I don't I think of it that way when, when I, I read always it. hear it. I or like when I always see it, I always think that she's like the Lord is testing me. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know what, what I, I mean. Think. But she's like yeah. the Lord is testing me, oh. and it was like because I'll rewatch the show Community, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. But um. Yeah, I don't. Um, where was I going with this? I totally zoned. I we were talking about a cool villain versus a fuddy duddy. Right, right, right. Yeah, and like the thing about Palmer, I'm just gonna call him that because I can't. Get okay, past. we don't have to. Let's not. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> we've already. That is territory is that- we've trod upon. <laughs> trod upon. Trod upon. Oh, I trod. Don't. Trodden. Tre- we've walked over. Tread. Okay. Yeah. Or San whatever. Diegans. Um. He, like, he kind of, he was kind. He was a little bit kind. Like, he had this, like, woman that he was really into and everything. And so, it was like there was, like, a romance between them. So, there was something about him that was appealing. You know what they say, you're nobody until somebody loves you. (laughs) But I was talking with my friend Mariella about it. And uh, we were talking, because we we watched The Strain together. We She lives in Pittsburgh, but we essentially, like, watched it and then talked about it. And she was like... No, Jonathan Hyde is so hot. And I was like, oh, my God, bless your heart. Thank you. <laughs> like, he was in Titanic. And, Who did he uh, play in Titanic? He played uh, Bruce Ismay. Jay Bruce Ismay. Really? You think he's hot? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> if I could... Surprise If I had a dollar me. for every time you gave me that look, <laughs> I would have... I'd be so rich. <laughs> I just think it's interesting because... 
well, I've never seen the strain, so maybe he's not quite so. Maybe he's not quite so fancy. He's yeah, he's a real so dick. He's fancy. a real dick in Titanic. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the I don't think the real person was too far off mm-hmm. as far as the portrayal, um, but he he was also in Jumanji, the original one. I never he, saw that. Oh, I hate hated that movie. It scared me. It yeah. terrified me as a kid. His right. books, a lot of his books really scary. Didn't he write The Polar Express, Chris Van Allsburg? I think he wrote Jumanji as well, right? I don't know. But he had a book that really terrified me as a kid. And I looked it up recently, and I can't remember the title now, but it gave me nightmares. I might have talked about it already on the podcast. But anyway, some of his books were really scary, and Jumanji probably would have scared <laughs> yeah. I think I read Jumanji as a kid, but I think I stayed away from it because... Some of the books were scary. Yeah, the movie, the new one they that they did. It's not. It's not a remake. It's just like oh, a. Yeah, with it's the like rock. a sequel kind of. Um, is is really funny and it's a lot more of a comedy than like you know, it's. I really liked. I yeah. really liked the second one. The third one, I had a couple issues with, but that was my own personal thing. <laughs> I didn't know they made a third one. Yeah, they well so just i'm just gonna say so they had like an established lore that there's like real creature like real actual you know real life creatures that we can see in everyday like 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 hippopotamuses you know but then they suddenly had a pegasus and i was like absolutely not i can't get on board with this you already established the lore you cannot include a like a mythological creature when there is none you know what i mean isn't it a video game yeah but why there's no other flying animal like you know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's no other sort of mythological creatures if they had done that from the beginning sure yeah but they hadn't yeah so this is what the only one of its It's species well look what we can do with cg we have to put it in we can do it (laughs) i and it it really it bugged me so um yeah the second one the the sequel was it was funny colin hanks is in it actually for like two minutes yeah nick jonas is also in it oh wow Mm -hmm. nick jonas is Colin Hanks character oh, in the okay. game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, we should we should watch it sometime. I think you might like it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So, no. I don't know. Jonathan Hyde. I. I just like. He was also in Richie Rich. He played the butler. Oh gosh, Jesus! It's been a long time since <laughs> I've seen that movie. I watched it within the past couple of years because I loved it when I was a kid, and then I rewatched it, and I still really like it. So it's one of those where I was like, "This still fills my heart with love and glee," you know? It yeah. was like it was good because I like that. I hate when you love a movie as a kid and then you see it as an adult and you're like, "This is garbage!" <laughs> like why ruins did I like it. this? Yeah, you know? ruins it. Um. There was actually this movie called Little Nemo when I was like, I think that they just, so they just made this movie called Slumberland. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And I think that actually. With a big, cute little pig. Yeah. And I think that actually is the same story oh. uh, as Little Nemo. I think it's maybe, it was maybe a book. So, um, because the girl's name is Nemo in it, although in the, in the movie it was a boy, but. I I mean whatever it doesn't really matter. Um, so I don't I don't know that for sure, but I have a very strong suspicion that they are connected. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So I thought that because my dad was like, "Hey, I just saw Slumberland. Your mom and I watched Slumberland. You should watch it." So, which oh. like surprised that they actually knew the movie that they watch because usually they're just like, "Ah, uh, the movie has Brian Cox in it." But these <laughs> these people would not know who Jason Momoa is. I am telling you that they'd be like, "I don't know. He was just some big dude," and I'd be like okay <laughs> like so it had, it had a big duty <laughs> right i'd be like 
Chris Hemsworth, Hugh Jackman. Like, you like start naming off like any big man in Hollywood. Like, yeah. are you talking about Dave I Bautista? Like that they, <laughs> like, I like the that rock. they would like, resort about? to saying big dude instead of it had a, a sentient pig. <laughs> in it no they'd be <laughs> a like sentient stuffed pig when my mom was talking about this one movie and she was like there was a very handsome young black man in it and i was like okay so who was it? i figured it was michael b jordan oh nice <laughs> yeah. but she's like she was not wrong she was like he is so cute and i'm like he's he very is very cute, cute. Well, yeah. i agree um but yeah no it's so anyway that's it that's oh, all cool. i have to say yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> So, are you ready to talk about the movie? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to give a synopsis, or do you want do you want to give I a synopsis? Okay, go ahead. Give the synopsis. Okay. Um, so it is about a a guy named Baxter who allows his coworkers, but they're actually more like executives, where he works to use his apartment to have affairs, and which I think he's crazy. <laughs> we'll oh, yeah. that later. Uh, and he ends up meeting, or there's a woman that works at his place that's played by Shirley MacLaine, and, and he really likes her, but she is seeing one of the executives. She's seeing his boss. And she actually ends up trying to commit suicide at his place, and it's basically, like, about their relationship and how that grows from there. So, yeah, that's the synopsis of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I was watching, so this was my recommendation, and you'd never seen it, mm-hmm. and like it technically part of it takes place at Chris between like Christmas and New Year, but it's not really like a Christmas no, movie. Not, and as I was watching it, I was like, this isn't a Christmas movie. I thought of it as a Christmas movie, but it's not really. But it's, no, it's not. But I it's, guess it's still early in the month. So. I mean, who? It's yeah. like who really cares? So, <laughs> yeah. So what did you think about it? I liked it. Oh, good. I was um I was not expecting the suicide part, and I felt that that was taken. A little maybe too lightly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) it was uh, very like oh so she tried to commit suicide over this guy i was like first of all a not worth it he's a loser and he's like so fucking scummy like just the whole like so slimy he's so slimy and um i think jack lemon was adorable (laughs) he's so cute and i actually i own one of his movies i own some like it hot oh yeah Yeah, i forgot he was in that yeah that's a good movie that's a cute one is he the one that was like the guy he was the guy really fell in love with him or is he the one that fell in love with uh, yes, Marilyn Monroe yes, yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so Tony Curtis is the one that fell in love with Marilyn Monroe and then <laughs> okay. there's like yeah so they're they're driving away like in a, our, in a our, speedboat in a speedboat and he's like he's like well I I can't marry you and the guy's like well it's okay you know no, it's perfect whatever and then he's like I'm a man and he goes that's all fine. That's fine. That's like, <laughs> it's like, and and Jack Lemon's just like, all right. I guess we're gonna get married. <laughs> so that's also a cute movie. Definitely a product of its time. Yeah. But um, yeah. as far as you know, but that actually is also directed by Billy Wilder. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I heard that Billy Wilder was a really difficult director I heard to that work as with. Well, didn't he do Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, not no. Um, Roman Holiday, not Breakfast at Tiffany's. Roman Holiday. <laughs> I just I looked. At I know. My I think I said it because it was like yeah. behind, the poster was behind you but it's I thought it was Roman Holiday did I um, I, I, I should say it seven more times <laughs> Roman Holiday let's see let's see if he did Roman Holiday yeah I'm pretty sure that he did not direct Breakfast at Tiffany's oh we did Sunset Boulevard as well which I really I really like Sunset Boulevard have you ever seen it? oh movie? he did Sabrina Sabrina um maybe he didn't do Roman Holiday I did not see Sunset Boulevard it's good 
It's one of my favorite old movies. I didn't really like Sabrina. Me neither. Every time I've tried to watch Sabrina, like, every time I give it the old, like, well, I'm a little bit older. Maybe I'll like it now. And I never like it. I never. I think I might have been thinking about Sabrina. Um, I did. Yeah. You know, I recently watched the new one, the remake. Not Mm -hmm. the new one. It's from the 90s. The the one with Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I was like. I really like I, I kind of like started thinking like maybe I don't really like Harrison Ford as an actor because I find that he plays a lot of roles where he's kind of like pushing himself on a woman. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen that in almost everything he's done. And that makes me go, what kind of person are you really Harrison Ford? But then I think about he did save people that were lost in the wilderness because he had a plane. So that was kind of cool that in real life he did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but <sighs> It just, it's just, it just makes me wonder. It's like when someone plays a lot of like rapey characters, I'm like, what kind of person are you? You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yes, you're an actor, but I don't know. I mean, I'm a dark, I I like darker stuff and I'm totally drawn. I would love to play villains. I'd rather play villains over good people. So personally so i like how you say that after you've just questioned the character (laughs) of an actor that's what i'm saying i'm saying my character is also shady yeah so (laughs) i don't know i I think i'm so funny (laughs) i think that some of that has to do with direction as well yeah so i don't know if you can say that like the actor is totally to blame for behaviors like that like and it also is a product of its time but i was thinking of like indiana jones too and yeah um, no you're not wrong i think you're totally right that he's and now when you mentioned it i started thinking about it i'm like yeah he does always do that but it's it never i don't know it doesn't strike me ever as like creepy and i do also think like well it was it was creepy in sabrina well sabrina is a different animal i don't know i don't know that movie just that story just isn't romantic to me in any no it's kind of gross like it's yeah and I, I felt like especially the audrey hepburn era i felt like they put her in a lot of situations because she was like very like waifish and so beautiful and i think that they juxtaposed her with a lot of like creepy romances yeah and yeah. um and and i think that that, like aggressive men yeah yeah and so i think that that's more of a problem as well because i I think that there's something in there with like innocence that is kind of they're like tapping into this kind of dark cd yeah feeling and like that's why i think that's one of the reasons why well breakfast at tiffany's i really like because they're both like they're both young Mm -hmm, and and that was really rare in her movies and also i really like roman holiday because their romance was way more innocent yeah he was a lot older than her so i liked that it was more innocent right you know yeah also both very handsome leading men george papard and and gregory yeah both very handsome i was like man gregory peck like and he wasn't creepy at all no he wasn't that makes a big difference but yeah and she was like all drugged up and shit was he also he was one of the brothers in sabrina wasn't he or no uh no i don't think humphrey so. bogart that's it was humphrey bogart of. yeah okay anyway they had zero chemistry yeah. Yeah. it was anyway um, we're like going yeah we're totally down. going off topic <laughs> off the rails but so yeah so this was my first time watching it so are you wondering what i thought because i've yeah. been waiting for you yeah. to ask <laughs> well you said yeah you said you liked it but tell me more did i did i know? we could just keep going just tell okay. me more yes i i did like it no oh, that's right i did say that <laughs> hello oh my hello um <laughs> Uh, again, it is a product of its time. So the suicide thing was something that was kind of just brushed over, which I was like, 
Um, yeah. I was, well, first of all, I'm thinking, okay, so I know we're jumping ahead here, but I'm thinking like, so she's, she committed suicide or tried to commit suicide in his apartment. How would that affect him? Like, with the police, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be like, there's a dead woman in my apartment. Would they suspect that he had tried to kill her? You know what I mean? And this is what I was thinking was I was like, I was like, it's very unfortunate and tragic that she tried to kill herself, that she was feeling awful enough where she felt like she needed to end her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also thinking like, why there though? You know what I mean? Like, why... It was maybe because she didn't want to be found and she knew that if she was at her sister's place, she would have been or something. Um, and I all I could think of is like the consequences of what might happen to him as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so, she didn't know it was his apartment. That's true. She just knew it was a random apartment. That's true. Um, I do think that there's part of it where this apartment is where her and the, the man she loves have met so it's a sacred place in her head yeah so dying on the same bed where you let a married guy have sex with you right it's probably pretty poignant if you're wanting like a dramatic ending and i do also think that there could i mean she doesn't know that somebody i think maybe they do know that somebody lives there that's what i was thinking i felt like someone they knew that she maybe thought that you know i don't think that's the thing. I don't think when people commit suicide, and this is my own thoughts. I'm not a psychologist. I haven't studied this. I just, my feelings are, I don't think when people commit suicide, they're thinking about the future. They're not thinking about ramifications. They're I just know. thinking like, I am devastated. I, this is, I just don't, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know what to do. And so yeah. I do think that that, is i don't think that she was like oh well if i do this here the person who owns this apartment could get blamed but no i know and i and it makes me feel really bad as a person who has studied psychology to say that but i just couldn't help but think it you know um he did have an alibi though that's um, true and he was with other people that's so true. That's I, true. I don't think that there would well, be he any. was with that woman yeah yeah and um, she came back to the apartment with him you right, know so right yeah um also there was a pill bottle that's true that's so true. i don't think that it would have reflected badly on him i have to say okay i have to say one thought and then i i'm gonna go to this other one um i was gonna say that in uh crazy ex-girlfriend because she tries to commit suicide that she says afterwards she said i didn't want to die i just wanted to stop the pain mm-hmm. and i was like first of all that that line always breaks my heart it makes me want to cry yeah um but um and i think that's probably what was happening is she's like she just wanted to end the pain because she was obviously very much in love with this guy and then she finds out that he's a giant piece of shit does this to all these other women including his secretary who he was pretty much like oh we had our fun but you know you're whatever now so <laughs> yeah. like i'm moving into someone else um and also what i was gonna say was weren't like his names like these look like prescriptions wasn't his name on the prescription like when she'd be like oh cc baxter i know that name yeah it had been a long time since i saw the movie and so when you see her see the bottles and like she sees it in like the little mirror she sees the bottle behind her and i in my head i was like oh this is how she finds out that it's baxter's apartment because she sees the pill bottle and then i remembered that no she you know took too many sleeping pills so yeah i don't know i was thinking the same thing like his name would definitely be on that unless it's 
I mean, unless that wasn't a thing like then. Melatonin and not like a prescription. I don't know. Right. I don't. It's 1960. I don't know. But maybe I guess you could make the argument uh, that she was distraught. And so she didn't think about whose yeah. name was on it. Or maybe, you know, like if it was me, I might even think like, I'm not going to know the person that lives here. So, you know what I mean? You, wouldn't, right. you would never guess right. that it's somebody that you work with and somebody that you're actually like you've talked to and are close to so i don't know but you're right i agree with you and i was surprised that she didn't read it but yeah I guess she was i thought kind that, of that like was kind of strange that she just in a depressed depressive state so i guess i can't put myself in her shoes necessarily because i have never experienced that level of just utter hopelessness where i feel like i need to end my life you know mm-hmm. like thank god um i've never had suicidal ideation so um but it's so uh, anyway i want to um my first thought was bro you gotta set some boundaries with these guys because they are majorly taking advantage of you like turn your phone off after 8 p.m well, it's 1960 so that's true there's Maybe not they, like a turn your phone he oh, could yeah they probably it. could yeah well i was thinking the same thing so he like gets into bed and he's like getting all cozy and his phone rings and i was like even I could tell you, don't answer yeah, it. Just don't like, answer no. your phone. It, it was, was like, like 11 p.m. PM. Or 11 yeah, PM. it was 11, yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought he, like, I, it, like I said, it had been a while since I saw the movie, and I remember liking it. I still like it, I but I don't really like the beginning, and I don't think the beginning is as strong as the movie gets later. I don't, yeah, because I think I agree. the movie really doesn't start to shine until Shirley MacLaine comes in. I totally, into it. totally Prior agree. Prior to that. that, it's kind of like, okay, am I going to like this movie? I I thought I liked it when I first saw it, but I don't feel the same way about it now because. Oh, really? Because I liked it almost right away. Well, it's not, I didn't hate it. I still, like, it's just it didn't like super draw me in immediately because i kept thinking like this guy's such a schmuck like why oh, yeah i know you know and of course they they make a reason for it so he's getting promoted because he's letting these men use his apartment but i also think it's so depressing that so many men in his office are cheating on their wives and they have yeah. they're not just like some of them are cheating on their wives with what seem like random women as mm-hmm. in the man that we'll talk about in just a moment and then other ones seem like they have a long-term mistress and I can't decide which one is more depressing. Like, you know, yeah. and I mean, and yeah. so like all these men have like this man who works in the city demeanor who have like a girl on the side and they, yeah. and his apartment happens to be really close to the, um, his, his apartment happens to be really close to the office. Right. And he told Mr. Shel- Sheldrake, the big manager, he said that one time, somebody in the office had to change their clothes before the opera or something like their wife was meeting him in the city. And I don't know if that was like a, a story that the guy fed him or if he actually yeah, just I needed to change I, I his clothes. I was wondering that too. But, I was like, so he needed to change his clothes. So uh, Baxter was like, just use my apartment. And then right. after that, everybody was like, Oh, we all need to change our clothes before right. something but really they're you know bringing women there to have sex and he knows it they both know it like it's not like a front that he's surprised by like he knows that people oh, are yeah. coming to his oh, apartment yeah. having sex i don't it's know also if he disgusting. changes his sheets it's yeah. so gross <laughs> it's so nasty like the idea is so disgusting and i he's such like, a if schmuck someone for had picking sex up my bed i would be like we're never speaking again yeah <laughs> like, like there's that like, there's that thing in like in you 30 crossed rock. a major boundary there's a thing in 30 rock where that guy who lives with liz lemon has sex with someone in her bed and she's like come on guys i eat there <laughs> you know i can't remember it was later i can't remember who it was 
I can't remember who it was either. But anyway, all that's to say is the scene we were talking about where this guy calls him. And this this scene like really irked me because the guy is in a phone booth at a bar and he's like, Baxter, I just need your apartment. I need it for like 45 minutes. I met a woman here and she looks like Marilyn Monroe. She talked just and, like well, Marilyn yeah, she too. Did. And then she was like, oh. Mm. And like that had that very like, ooh, I just hit the microphone. Like had that very like soft, like it was so... It was, I think, I can't remember when Marilyn Monroe died, but I feel that felt like, I think it was the mid to late 60s. I'm going to look it up because now I'm curious because I was wondering, because I know that um, Some Like It Hot was one of her last movies. She did like two others after that or something. Um, So I'm wondering if this, hold on, I have to just look this up before I finish this thought. Oh, 62. Okay. Oh, earlier than I thought. Um, So... So, yeah, so I was wondering if that was, like, an insult to Marilyn or was meant to be, like, an homage to her. Because to me, it felt a little insulting. I didn't think it seemed insulting, necessarily. Uh, to me, it felt... I don't, I don't know why it did, but to me, I was like, I would have been offended if I had seen that, if I was Marilyn Monroe. I would have been like, all right. and Because I know that her and Billy Wilder did not get along. Yeah. He was, like, really... He was, like... Stanley Kubrick to Shelley Winters level of like awful to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was, I think it was a really bad time for her. And I don't think she was very good at memorizing her lines either. That's what I heard. I also think she was probably on a lot of drugs. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't know that for sure. So just take whatever I say with a grain of salt, but that's, and from what I know of her life, that sounds fairly accurate, you know? Um, but so, anyway, anyway, so what so were you saying? Anyway, so he says, I just need 45 minutes. I met this woman at the bar. She looks like Marilyn Monroe. And Baxter's like, I took a sleeping pill. I'm, I just got into bed. And I, I was like, why are you, why is this even a discussion? I know. Just be like, sorry, you can't. But then he tried, he tried to do that. And the guy was like, now listen here, I can take away your promotions oh or whatever. I know. These like, and cre- so they're just creeps all around. I know. And, well, so and they're like, then he says, they're like, oh, if you don't do what we want, we're going to take away everything that you yeah. have here. And I was just like, I was like, Baxter, it's time to find a new job, bro. Because, well, like, if you're letting these men control your life. They're using your bed to have sex with, which means fluids. Okay. <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> you means, means you have to clean up after them, which means you have to clean their fluids. And that's disgusting. And I hate it. It's pretty gross. It's gross. (laughs) You know? So he said, so anyway, so he's talking and the woman was like, who are you talking to in there? Mm -hmm. And he's like, my mother. And she's like, that's so cute. And she could tell she's like really drunk. And Mm, then he says, Okay, not even forty-five. Make it thirty minutes. And I was like, "Oh, he's such a pig! Like it's such he's a piggish so thing." Gross. I and know. then for Baxter to be like, "Okay," and I was like, "No, you're a schmuck!" Like, I mean, it's so gross on so many levels because number one, the guy's noticing that the woman's so drunk, he can he probably can skip foreplay, I guess. For or the most part. I mean, it, it seems like as soon as he got in there, he was like, "All right, let's well, do this thing." Like, well, I think they stayed all night because oh, Baxter yeah. had to sleep in the park all night. But anyway, I just think like. Like, there's a lot of chauvinism in this movie that oh, yeah. um, really kind of irked me. At, uh, and But then I, I think the story gets a lot deeper. And like I said, I think I think Shirley, McQua- Shirley MacLaine is just like her part. Is she's just, like, like the light it's of a the movie, light. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, she's like a perfect, she's so quirky, <laughs> perfect quirky girl. Yeah. A perfect quirky female love interest, mm-hmm. I think. And I know people 
give like the manic pixie dream girl thing a hard time but i actually really like that trope and i'm not ashamed to say that i like it you know well, what I, mean? I mean everyone wants and like someone to fit their ideals you know yeah yeah, yeah that's, so anyway na- i feel it's a natural desire to want a partner that is going to fit your ideals yeah yeah. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. anyway yeah so yeah so and and then obviously the next day uh he goes to work and he's sick because he stayed out all night because this guy took his apartment and i was just like oh my gosh just put your foot down and say no i know i know have some self-respect because was unemployment like a thing then like just get fired stay on unemployment get a different job well i don't yeah i have no idea i would just be like just get a different job i know i like i can't or keep the same job you have and don't let people sleep in your apartment you don't need to get promoted everybody wants more money but it's not like promotion is like a make or break he didn't really seem like a corporate ladder type of guy anyway no he didn't yeah he and like he he like has a fever like he's like taking his temperature and everything he has a fever he's like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna take some aspirin and i'm gonna sleep and i was like great idea you should that's first of all you should probably just go home now because you're sick and you're working and no one (laughs) wants to be around someone who's sick and working um and but he's you know i mean he's like like another corporate slave like we all are and I just I, I felt so frustrated that, and I think that part of the reason maybe he felt like he couldn't put his foot down was that I thought that he was going to maybe get fired if he said no. You know, like they would find a way to be like, oh, he's not working out. Let's just let yeah, him go. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. because at that point in time, I'm sure that they could botch whatever, you know, like firing thing to make it sound legitimate and no one would really give a shit because there's like 30,000 people working there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think that's maybe why he kept letting them do that, but it was getting so frustrating. And also it reminded me a lot. There was a movie called the loft. It's not good. And I would not recommend it. It's, <laughs> it's with, uh, Carl Urban, um, Wentworth Miller, Matthias Schoenarts, and like Eric Stone Street and did I say Wentworth Miller? Yeah. And uh and it's about these like five guys that decide to buy a loft so they can each like have an affair and cheat on their wives. And eventually one uh, one of the uh, I can't imagine Eric Stone Street being like a cheater. <laughs> He was he really so nice. He was very piggish in oh. that movie. It was like they all were gross. Actually, Wentworth Miller was kind of like the least gross one. But then you find out that he murders someone, so you're kind of like, well, you know. And Matthias Schoenarts was just a piece of rapey shit. Like, but <laughs> he was like the at least the most interesting one. And so anyway, they ended up framing Carl Urban's character, oh. and so he goes to prison, and they're all free. Impressive. And. Um, and he was totally innocent. Well, he was in. He wasn't totally innocent, but he was innocent of that crime. But it was like, it was just. It reminded me so much as I was watching the apartment. It reminded me so much of the loft, and I was like, "But the apartment's way better." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wonder if maybe the person who you know created it was like inspired by the apartment because they're maybe yeah. they are very similar. Um, but I do think Baxter was kind of unsettled in the fact that he didn't have a girlfriend or a wife yeah so i think he probably almost like was punishing himself for that in a way by being like it doesn't matter that i am trying to sleep like who am i trying to 
who am I, who do, why do i need to stay in this apartment tonight there's nobody here for me you know right because i right. think there was a there was a bit of loneliness that was coming through like big he time. kept trying to watch tv but every time a movie would start there'd be like a bunch of commercials and then later on when um when fran played by shirley mclean when fran was in the apartment sort of convalescing from her suicide attempt she's he said you know he was like really excited to be able to eat dinner with somebody and she's like well don't you ever eat dinner with people and he's like oh yeah sure the other night i had dinner with ed sullivan and sometimes yeah it's like with fred astaire and ginger rogers or whoever he names like celebrities and so you can get that it's he kind of has like a sad personal life because he's kind of lonely and i i think that maybe there is sort of a reward and being needed but also like a self-punishment and being like well i don't deserve to be comfortable because nobody cares about me you know so i kind of got a little bit of that like overtones subtle subtly throughout the movie and um also just the fact that he really liked fran and he asked her to go to a movie and she kind of stood him up and uh because oh, i thought it was a play or a play i, I don't the know music if it was a man. play or movie um, maybe a broadway show yeah i think it was the music yeah, man it was yeah. a play yeah and then she stood him up and and so i i don't know i feel like he kind of he just kind of seems sad but not not necessarily a pathetic way just kind of like he's just a lonely man i know and when i when i saw that she stood him up i was like oh no because when he he kind of just like okay and then i thought it was really cute later when he was like trying on the hat and he's like how does it look do you think i should tilt it to the side (laughs) and i was like he's so cute he's so smitten with her i do like um there's a scene when he's talking to her early on in the movie because she's the elevator operator so she's talking to him or he's talking to her and she's he's saying something like oh no he's he's going up to the top floor to get like promoted and he's in the elevator with her and he's like he's talking to her and she's like you know what you deserve it yeah i like you're the only you're the only man who ever takes his hat off in the elevator Mm -hmm, yeah and i think that that's a really deep line because all the like a lot of the men in the office kind of want to sleep with her but she's resistant to all of them like she can't be she can't be wooed by them and they're all like what's up with her why is she holding out you know they have this conversation early in the movie like and baxter's like maybe she's just a good upstanding girl they're like no something's up why isn't she (laughs) like why doesn't she want to sleep with us she doesn't want to have sex with all of us i think the subtext is interesting because they all want to have sex with her but they don't respect her enough to take their hats off which yeah. was a big yeah. deal at that time you know like nowadays modern times who cares if you don't take your hat off but right. if there's a lady in a room or in an elevator or somewhere in the 60s or probably way before that even like up until i don't know when but you take your hat off right it was and a sign of respect like yeah. there's a scene in Mad Men that I, I always thought was really cool because um don draper is kind of a cad like but john ham is very attractive so you forgive him for it as we've talked <laughs> yeah, about yeah i think i've seen but, the first um, season i don't think i saw the whole thing but i definitely saw a big chunk of the first season so there's um there's an african-american woman in an elevator and i don't remember if she's an elevator operator or if she's just riding the elevator but um there's uh don draper played by john ham and then two other men that he's i don't think he's with them or anyway they're all in the elevator and don draper takes his hat off Mm -hmm. and the other two don't and I think she's just riding the elevator because they they stop at a floor and she gets off. And when the door closes again, Don like whips their hats off of them, like you know, like the yeah, subtext like, is like shows some damn shows respect, respect. <laughs> even though she's a person of color, like mm-hmm. she demands yeah. respect, right? And so I really like that line where Fran's like, "You're the only one who doesn't, ta- or you're the only one who takes your hat off in the elevator," right? And then after she stands him up, 
she said, "Well, you only rode my elevator a couple times since I stood you up, and you don't take your ha- and you leave your hat on now." And and I just really like that subtext, and I think it says a lot that so many people in the office are like chasing after her, but they don't respect her, and you can tell yeah, that they don't yeah. respect her because they want to bed her. Well, yeah, but, like and, I mean, Mister Sheldrake alone is like he's he's married, and he's like, babe, 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 I'll totally leave my wife for you. Like, sorry, I have like a sore neck or something going on. I think I have a headache developing. Um. But he's like, babe, I'll totally leave my wife for you. Like, we're going to be together forever. And she's like, oh, wow, that's wonderful. I'm so excited to start our life together. And then, you know, you find out from the assistant who's like just fired by him because fuck her, I guess, you know, like literally. And then later he doesn't, you know, and uh, and the assistant who's like gossipy. But really, she's just like looking out for other women. Like, thank God we have her, you know, and uh, she's like, listen, this guy has done this a million times. He's going to continue doing this. He'll do it to you. He's probably already done it. He's never going to leave his wife. And it was so satisfying to find out later that his wife was like, okay, you're a piece of shit. Bye, bitch. And then you're like, what? (laughs) But then Mr. Sheldrake is just like, it doesn't even, like, he doesn't even care. He doesn't give a shit that his wife left him at all. He's like, Eh, whatever it's like oh right it's so fucking easy for you i forgot that you're just sticking your dick in every you know like like <laughs> i was trying to think of a female version of tom dick and harry but i can't think of one T- uh thomasina dicky and harriet was <laughs> that good dicky dicky <laughs> you know, know common female name dicky <laughs> oh man (laughs) i was thinking because i love the name i love the name roderick that if i if i ever had a kid which i don't plan on doing that ever um that i think naming him roderick would be really interesting but then i would be like if you call my child rick that's over like his name is not rick it is roderick (laughs) you know because i have a friend that has uh her son's name is jacob and she's like he's not jake he's jacob and i'm Mm. like i respect that you know like anyway but um yeah so anyway and that that felt really satisfying that his uh his assistant was like okay so you're gonna fire me so you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna destroy your world and i was like one thousand (laughs) percent on board i was like i cannot wait i cannot wait to watch his world just burst and go up in flames like i was like i cannot wait to watch the destruction of this guy this total fucking loser who thinks it's okay (laughs) to just you know use women whenever he wants and lie to them just to get what he wants like he was such a piece of shit but then it just doesn't even seem to affect him which really bothered me more because i was like excuse me how dare you yeah i i think that that's the interesting part is that i I don't think anything could affect him because he could just get another woman he's like a sociopath yeah yeah so yeah i I like i think it's interesting because so the night that uh fran stands up baxter to go to the music man so baxter got promoted and mr sheldrake was like (laughs) he calls his wife and he's like I'm going to be home late tonight because I'm taking a client out to see the music yeah, the man. the branch manager and then he of, says, of Oak, was it like Oklahoma or something? Or was, yeah, and or he says Illinois to, or whatever. He says to, to Baxter, he's like, you want to go to the music man? And Baxter's like, oh, you're taking me with you when you take this big wig? And he's like, 
bro i'm not <laughs> taking you with me you're going and i'm He's using like, your apartment bro, for there sex. is no big way like, i thought you understood this this thing that i'm using your apartment yeah. for sex and you're gonna go see the music band, and it was like so. adorable that Baxter's like okay and then yeah. it's like he's, he's like so honey excited. and sweetie yeah. now <laughs> this isn't what's happening and so I think it's really sad because then you see Shell Drake and Fran at this Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. and you find out that they had a fling over the summer and and Fran really fell for him and, and they had what she thought was like a very nice romance but she knew he was married right right but um, you know he would say stuff like you know I'm gonna leave my wife and she doesn't understand me but you understand me and and he says and then, that to every woman <laughs> and then when yeah and then when the summer ended he ended the relationship and mm-hmm. and so i think she had like it in the movie starts in like november mm-hmm. and she had a couple a few months to like start getting over him and i think she was like in my mind based on the situation i imagine that she's like so close to getting over the hump yeah where she yeah yeah wouldn't, you know where she would be okay and she'd be fine but he like reeled her back at the precipice oh yeah you know he won't let well, her he heal knew, he, he won't knew let her that get he over was him. losing her yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's and, so incredibly manipulative yeah you know? well like, yeah and then you find <sighs> so then she gets back together with him yeah and then you find out later but then that evening his secretary happens to come into the chinese restaurant and see them right and yeah at the christmas part of the office when the the secretary um is so the, a couple things i want to jump back and then jump forward so um mr sheldrake comes to baxter i do want to say something i do want to talk about the christmas party because that was insane and i could not believe that they were doing the stuff that they were doing like yeah no that's there was I, one woman like almost stripped yeah te- i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like i can't believe this is happening i was like shocked i was like <sighs> what what's going on <laughs> you know anyway go ahead well it's very very like boys club oh and my the women God, in yes. the office are there for the men's enjoyment Ugh. and the women didn't seem to mind at all it was very kissing no. it was very like sort of kissing booth the way the women acted like a lot of the women <laughs> acted like this was their lot in life to just be yeah. like there for the men right and, um, well then there was that one um operator uh Oh, the switchboard operator. Yeah, the switchboard operator, and um, and like they all went up and and everything. But she was like one of the she was women. one of the women that yeah, yeah. That was having an affair with one of the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I mean, that there wasn't. I think it's, she wasn't that big in part. Was it, was Dobrich, it Shirley Dobish or whatever? Sylvia, Sylvia, and Dobish, Dobish, yeah, yeah. Dobish. Yeah. So anyway, so there's there's a sequence that I really really like, and I think it's really powerful. So. Uh, Baxter gets promoted and him and Sheldrake have this arrangement where basically he made a key for Sheldrake and nobody else really gets to use the apartment anymore because it's just like the boss's love nest. Right. And Baxter doesn't know who Mr. Sheldrake... Oh my God, Mr. if someone Sheldrake, called my apartment their love nest, I would like shoot them in the foot. <laughs> I'd be so mad. I'd be somebody, like... Yeah. Well, I'd be so gross. And then... <laughs> so... Mr. Sheldrake comes to Baxter's office one day and they're chit-chatting and Baxter's like, oh, your your lady friend left this in my apartment. It's like a little compact mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, the broken and mirror, yeah. it's broken and, and Baxter's like, the mirror's broken, but it was broken when I found it. I don't want you to think that I broke it. And Sheldrake is like, oh, she threw it at me. And he says this line that I think is so well-written in its piggishness. And he said, he said, oh, she threw the mirror at me. Sometimes, they, or he said... I'm building it up too much and I can't remember. I think he said, 
they do that sometimes yeah or, or something they get like, like that, that or yeah. they get, and it just just using the word they in terms of like sometimes women be crazy when you're having an affair with them you know it's not my fault none of it is my fault she's crazy oh, no, it's I her know. fault i know and so well, that like, line i think is really good for his character yeah. to say because it's so bad right no like he's essentially going like sure i fucked up and i married and i'm having an affair but she was crazy and she <laughs> like you wouldn't believe what she did she became violent <laughs> after i told her i couldn't see her anymore and is it my fault no i'm just an innocent party i am only having an affair that's it no big deal sure my wife doesn't know it'll devastate her but it doesn't matter because she's just a woman so who cares it's like that's yeah. essentially like pretty much what he's saying yeah but, but exactly, i don't think he told her that they couldn't see each other anymore i think she was just mad because he hadn't left his wife yet. right 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 well no that i'm just saying like in general like he's basically saying like I would never, I've never done anything wrong in my life. And I'm totally like, like Parks and Rec, you know, Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, daddy, you know, I've never done anything wrong in my entire don't life. And he's like, baby, I know. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I love don't that. Don't be suspicious. Sometimes I sing that in my apartment. Just because I love the way they say it. They're like, don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't be anyway, suspicious. So, so I love, I love that. There's... <laughs> I have to say, there is one scene where she goes, Daddy, you know I've never done anything wrong in my life. And I used to go to my boss and I'd go, Allison, you know I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And she go, okay, well, what about that time you... And I go, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Anyway. <clears throat> so I, um, I like that because he's like you know these because so he plied her back by saying he he talked to a divorce lawyer and he was planning on right divorcing his wife but then obviously probably a lie well yeah you find yeah. out later it is a lie yeah. and then um and, but obviously he's not moving very fast in this right. quote-unquote divorce and so well, he and says he to, makes the excuse of like well it's christmas time babe yeah. so i can't leave during well, the holidays it's and like he says to you've baxter, had plenty of chances to leave though so you're like what are you doing here yeah. and he says to baxter like she, you know she threw the mirror at me these women they get these notions that all of a sudden you're so serious about them and you want to commit and i was like that's what you told her when you pulled her back into your net so anyway he's like later so the christmas part no just this guy is just like it's just like i'll give you everything i will give you the world and then when this girl's like okay so where's the world why haven't you given it to me yet he's like i can't believe you would expect me to give you the world like what do you who do you think you are and it's like you said that you give empty me the world. promises, empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can't. Yeah, Am she I couldn't call him on the carpet right for that because, good. like you said, he was like, "It's Christmas." She's literally on crack right now. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the Christmas party, uh-huh. and I just, I really love this. So uh, Baxter is feeling kind of frisky because he's got this promotion, and and he sees Fran in the elevator, so he brings he's her a, a drink. <laughs> he brings her a drink, and he's all excited, and he's like, "I'm gonna." close this elevator i have power now i'm in charge so he puts in a sign up and he's like come on have a drink with me see my office so they're having a good time and she's happy because presumably she's in this relationship with this man who she loves Mm -hmm. and baxter's happy because he likes fran and he got promoted and and so he's like hang on a second wait here i'll go get more drinks so he goes and gets more drinks and while he's gone that's when the secretary that's when shell drinks secretary is like 
listing off all the ladies in the office that he has slept with and yeah. told them he was going to leave his wife and then never did. And it's a lot of li- like ladies. Like no, there's he a, has slept with yeah, a lot of ladies. Yeah. Like there was also like a that lot was of names like that around that time, like the forty whatever. Like there was a lot of STDs that were going around at that time. I don't think AIDS was a thing until like the seventies, eighties. So so well, I recently um, read the Wikipedia page on AIDS, and oh, it actually really? was a thing for. A, but I mean, it wasn't like widespread, but it okay. actually started a lot earlier in the um 20th century than i anticipated oh, but anyway i i mean i think you're right, right. it wasn't but like i mean a, either way yeah. like you could get syphilis you could get gonorrhea yeah, you could get there's any so many, number of anyway, stds or was, stis or whatever they're called he was now. really sleeping with a lot of women yeah and yeah. way, way yeah. more than i expected even for him yeah i was wondering and, like how many other babies does he have other than well, those yeah, two boys what, like, that we how saw, many women you know? went and stayed with an aunt for nine months right. or something like, yeah she's like i'm going on vacation to Puerto Rico for nine months, <laughs> like somewhere that no one's yeah. gonna expect her. So yeah. the secretary is <laughs> sort of laying it all out, and in the moment, like you can't really tell if the secretary is doing it to get back at Sheldrake or doing it to protect Fran, because the secretary seems kind of devious and kind of like shot, like yeah. Schadenfreude ish. You know, it like kind she's of- she kind of liked watching Fran fall apart while she was telling her. Yeah, I could get, I could see that. Yeah, I think that. To me, I think it was done with the intention of being malicious towards him. Yeah, versus I think the so. intention. I don't. Fran has collateral damage in this, right? Like, like I don't yeah. think she. I think she. I think she did. Maybe like. I don't know. I don't know if she genuinely wanted to warn her. I think that's a good. That's a good question because I personally think that she probably did it. Because of him, because if she wanted to genuinely warn her, she would have done it earlier. Yeah, she would have yeah. been like, "Listen, I think I know what's going on because I yeah. saw you guys together, and I wanted to." Yeah, so yeah, she would have. She would have definitely. She did that uh, because of she was she was getting her revenge. She sure, which honestly, good for her. Yeah, <laughs> like, she had like a hell he have no coming. fury, like a oh, woman yeah. scorned thing honestly, going for her. I was yeah. like, I, listen, I I absolutely love that kind of petty revenge. <laughs> it fuels my soul. It it really does. Like. It makes me feel alive. <laughs> so for me, so, I'm like, girl, I think you like let his ass rot. <laughs> you know? And I think Fran's Demeter immediately changes, and I really like that performance from her. And um, and Sh- uh, Baxter comes back, and he's still so excited because he has no mm-hmm. idea that her world has just been shattered again. You yeah, know? I know. And so she's kind of like catatonic, and she comes into his office, and he's like bouncing around, and he's like showing his hat like he's you so talked cute. about no, he's so adorable and then, and then he's so likable I like love, he's just yeah. you know yeah i love this moment because i think it's really well written and really well performed so he's like maybe i should wear it to the side what do you think she's like yeah it looks good here and she hands him the mirror and i think that it's such a great setup where he knows the correct mirror it belongs to sheldrake's mistress right and here's this woman that he loves basically or has like a, an intense crush on mm-hmm. and she hands him the cracked mirror and his face acting in that scene i think is like mm, dominic de coco like it's so good <laughs> yeah. and he has to save face like it almost seems like if he like he's like a grown man who's about to cry almost yeah and he yeah. has to like keep it together and play it cool and it's so good and like a lot of the movie before this he's kind of a goofy guy right but you see this depth and i just and and he looks in the mirror and he's like 
he he has no words he's like speechless because he knows immediately like his world is also crashing in and she's like what's wrong and he said and he says like oh it's cracked and i'm like yeah that's good he's trying to play it cool you know and she and she says i like it that way because it's it it's a reflection of how i feel or something something and i thought that that was really poetic and then they're both heartbroken for separate reasons yeah and it's such an interesting moment and really well acted and just so heavy and then sheldrake calls him and he says to her like oh this is a private phone call do you mind and so she leaves the office and he's just kind of like all the wind is out of his sails and now he's like sheldrake is telling him you know reminding him of plans that he was going to take his mistress to the apartment, but now he knows that Fran is the woman, and it's just so he's just he's just sort of wrecked, and and it's and it's Christmas Eve. The, yeah. it, this this is all taking place on Christmas. Yeah, Eve. and he's like no one, so that's extra sad because yeah. he's, he's not he doesn't have anyone to spend his holiday with. Like yeah, because he kept I spent, saying like I spent Christmas last year alone, and that was rough. Yeah, <laughs> that it sucked. A lot of the time he's <laughs> like when he's interacting with Fran, he's like I should take you out to dinner sometime. I should do this. I should do yeah. this. And, uh, and he, his his interest in her always seemed very genuine. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, he took off the hat in the elevator, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but it really is, and it's mm-hmm. it's a sign of respect, you know. And hey, you know what? Guess what? Women like they like to be respected, <laughs> you know. As Aretha Franklin sang, R E S B C D. There is a part earlier in the movie. So when Baxter gets on the elevator for the first time and we meet Fran's character, she has short hair and he's like, mm-hmm. got a haircut. And she's like, yeah. And then you find out later when she's at dinner with Sheldrake that she got her haircut because he said he liked her hair long. And he's like, you know, I liked oh. your hair long. And oh, she was I miss like, that. I miss and I that. Like, and I think it's interesting. And that's why I think she was on the cusp of getting over him and not yeah. letting him get his hooks into her again. And he caught her just before that happened because he she caught her hair like in right. defiance of like their relationship and stuff and and so anyway i, I like that because she's i think that's why she's interesting because she's quirky and she's her own person but like anyone in the world she you know like she's brought down by love you know like even well, though she's I, quirky in her own person like she loves him and he fed her a line and he's like he, he fed her poison basically and she yeah. didn't know it was poison i mean she should have because he was married but you know what i mean i mean he, he was persistent and well the thing is he's such a good liar he's such a, he means sheldrake is such a sociopath that he just he has i mean he's a narcissist he has absolutely no problem lying to someone to get what he wants yeah and i i also just to to go back to the haircut thing she said something about how she felt like trapped under it or mm-hmm. something which i think is a very you know indicative part of obviously how she felt about sheldrake was that she felt trapped underneath this relationship that wasn't going anywhere because he wasn't leaving his wife and then he's like you know saying everything she wants to hear and then they go back and you're assuming they have sex but then he's just what does he do that i think they have sex a lot (laughs) like (laughs) the apartment becomes his own like personal right like affairs gross yeah um and then you know and that's after he leaves that's when she tries to what what happens no they don't have sex so it's christmas eve and she's very sad Mm -hmm. and they go to to baxter's apartment oh that's like after the the um the uh secretary yeah after the secretary sell that stuff so then they're in his apartment in the evening in baxter's apartment and her and sheldrick are talking and i think that this is a 
really like heavy conversation that in the 19s i don't know they they did a good job <laughs> putting this it's it's just so sad in this movie is relatively lighthearted but not lighthearted at the same time yeah, but I, was, I think that i was worried i was worried initially that when we were going to do it because i saw that it was a comedy well comedy drama i was like shit is this going to be too much of a comedy for us oh, to review yeah, but then i was like oh so she tries to commit suicide so i think we'll be good so <laughs> yeah we'll be good no we'll be good. Um, we'll to talk so <laughs> and i just think it's such a beautiful heartbreaking time because she's kind of she just keeps crying and he's trying so hard hard to like console her with all these empty promises and you can tell that she just feels so stupid for being taken in by his lies again yeah. but but you can sort of see like well and she so also gives empathy. him like a really personalized gift of like yeah the the um the record yeah the record by the guy that was at the chinese the, place the music yeah which the, i i have to say really quick that song i kept like i keep singing it i've been singing it all day um i think that it is very and i'm I'm not completely sure, but I'm pretty fucking sure that it is very, very similar to um, the song that's in An Affair to Remember, oh. the Cary Grant one, because I found myself, it's just a little part of it. It just sounds like a sample. And uh, An Affair to Remember was made before this movie. That was made in the 50s. So um, I kept singing it and I kept singing it. And I was like, why does this sound so fucking familiar? And it was driving me nuts. And I'm like, I'm. 90 like 90 percent sure that there is a song in an affair to remember that is incredibly similar to the one in the apartment so i thought that that was kind of interesting yeah, yeah that's interesting yeah it was it's only a little part an of affair it to remember it's oh it's i feel like now i feel like you're <laughs> like, rita wilson and like that yes uh, exactly that scene in <laughs> what's it called sleepless in <laughs> seattle <laughs> that scene no, in sleepless in seattle that it's so <laughs> It is so accurate to how that movie is because you're like, you're like, and then he, <laughs> it's just so, it's like, it, it, it's just, it, I just really like that movie. Oh, maybe like, I should watch this. I love Cary Grant. I so. have it. I own it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to watch yeah. it sometime. I should, you can. Like, anyway. Yeah. So, so she's crying, like kind of teary and weepy and he's trying to, you know, be like, no, no, look. And she's she, like you said she gives him this personal gift it's like their song almost and he's like we should just leave it here and then he says to her like oh you know what i didn't have time to get you a gift so here's a hundred dollar bill go buy yourself something nice and i think that was like the nail in the coffin like oh yeah and she said and i think and also i I was super curious as to how much a hundred dollars was worth in 1960 compared to now i should look it up oh i thought you did well i didn't let me finish my thought okay go go ahead so um so she so he's like oh we're running out of time we wasted so much time with this thing that you brought up and i'm like oh so her feelings and emotions and her feeling like she's being used by you and all that is wasting precious time that you could be boning basically it's not like you don't want to talk to her you don't want to oh no no you don't want to like you don't want to be in a relationship with her you want a physical connection you don't want to hear her thoughts or desires or things that are hurting her you don't want to hear anything about that and so he's like you know with all this that you brought up you wasted all of our time and she starts taking her coat off and the implication is she's just gonna like get dressed get undressed so he can just have sex with her and then he said that's when he said you wasted too much time and she goes all right well 
I show you she says something about like paying her for services rendered and he's like don't talk like that like he scolds her for acting like she's a saying she's a prostitute and she's like I'm sure you're paying someone for the use of this apartment you know and yeah she's yeah. being very negative about herself but it's because she's coming to the realization that she's being used by yeah this guy. Well, I think she's she's angry and she's sad yeah you know she's heartbroken yeah and, and he gave her a hundred dollar bill instead of a meaningful Which, by the gift way, oh yeah what is it one thousand six dollars wow nice jeez Damn, i know i would have been That's like crazy you're right this is asshole tax yeah i'm taking it i would have <laughs> not given back that money i would have been like this is my money this is called asshole tax fuck you yeah like, and if he There's asked later if he like if he was like can i have my hundred dollars back i'd be like no that yeah. was my christmas gift you can't have it back. you can't take it back there was a part earlier in the movie too that i wanted to make sure i bring up before we continue and it's that when they met at the Chinese restaurant and she's like, it always made me so sad. And I knew that you had to go back to your family, but it made me so sad watching you leave on like the 715 train or something. And he would say, and he said, well, how do you think I felt on the 715 train? And I absolutely it's hate that. It's always just all like, about him. Who cares how you felt? You're yeah. using this poor woman. I know. And, well, anyway. and, it's, and it's just, like, it's not like, oh, honey, I'm I'm so sorry that, you know, that made you sad. Like, it makes me sad, too. It's it's just like, oh, well, you felt bad? Well, think about how I feel. Yeah. Fran. Yeah. Like, I have to take off my hat in the elevator? What are you expecting here? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, oh, no, you have to take off your hat in the elevator. Oh, I'm just, I obviously do not like Mr. Sheldrake. No, well, uh, yeah and he's You're like not supposed to i can't leave my wife him. because my kids are home for christmas so they apparently go to boarding school and right so yeah so anyway and then that's when she like he leaves and she puts on the record that's playing like their song and she's kind of wandering around and then baxter is at like a bar with a woman with a very annoying voice who's <laughs> she's like so annoying i know well she's like she's like oh my husband's a jockey and he's in a prison in havana and they're talking about like fidel castro and i love that she's like how do you feel about this castro guy and he's like who are you talking about who's castro and i was like fidel castro dude like i was like how do i know this but you don't i wasn't even born in the 60s like come on you know like i caught on like immediately and um and yeah and she's like oh he's so cute he's only five foot two and he weighs 100 pounds and blah blah and i was like you're you're obviously you obviously love your husband so why are you going to go have a, a relationship with this guy you know what i mean like does she ex- assume that her husband's never gonna get out of prison i don't you know I think the implication is that she can be as much of a pig as any of the executives <laughs> in his office that's true. yeah but she had a really annoying voice but i thought that they're the scene where they were dancing like cheek to cheek but <laughs> yeah. like only part of their bodies yeah, were touching like he was, was so obviously weird. not super interested in her <laughs> yes. and she was pretty annoying and yeah and then yeah and then he's like okay you have to get out after he sees you know fran in, in the bed and i thought it was very smart that instead of calling 911 he went to the doctor instead oh, yeah. yeah i liked we didn't talk about the doctor the next door neighbor dr dreyfus mm-hmm. who would always be like oh the neighbors at it again because he would think that it was baxter getting in on with all these women and like right. having sex and partying all the time and uh and so i liked it how he's asked baxter like you know when you're when you die which is going to be soon based on how you're going <laughs> Uh, because he doesn't realize the apartment's being used by all right, kinds of men. Right. He's like, donate your body to science. And then when Baxter brings the woman home, he's like, I'll have you know 
that you are about to sleep with a real sex pot. <laughs> People have asked me to donate my body to science after I die. And she's like, oh. But yeah, I like how she's like, oh my goodness, a sex pot? I'd be like, oh, you've slept with a lot of yeah, women. I have to go. Turn off, but <laughs> it would be like, to me, I'd be like, but then again, you know, if I'm cheating on my husband, maybe yeah, I, I don't really say, care about like, that. If so. you would go home with a stranger, maybe that doesn't bother you as much. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know? it's like, I guess if, if I mean, because that's personally not something I would do. First of all, I just like, it's just not my thing. It, like to me, it's kind of nasty, but whatever. Um, teach their own. But yeah, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Um, and I'm, I'm holding my, 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 uh my sweater clothes just fyi for everyone at my throat i'd be like um, i have to go i don't i don't i don't really like sex pots <laughs> you know, like, sex i'm pots. not really into sexy pots <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes and gets mr Dr. dr dreyfus the neighbor mm-hmm. to like pump her stomach and i also to, i liked his wife too yeah i did too i like how <laughs> like she's she like was really like, angry at no baxter because she thinks he's like a womanizer yeah, yeah. But she's like she's like no nonsense but she's like i will absolutely take care of her <laughs> and i was like oh because <laughs> she like she she seemed like she really genuinely cared and but she was like i'm so sick and tired of you having a ton of women around like you're being a man whore why are you doing this stop doing this you know and like and and she's just it was like a fr- like a breath of fresh air you know what i mean yeah um but anyway what were you saying gone about miss dr oh, dreyfus no well so they they make a lot of coffee and they make fran drink coffee they pump her stomach and they mm-hmm. have to keep her awake for a while so she doesn't die from the sleeping pills so it sort of works out of her system but i think that what you said earlier about the suicide being like taken a little bit lightly is true yeah and i think that they implied some heavier themes but maybe didn't want to go into it because of the type of movie it was supposed to be but right. uh, but baxter was definitely like concerned that she would try killing herself again and he would say right. he even said to her like don't try this again you're not going to try this again are you and he like hid the razors from his in his bathroom and stuff yeah i he, like that he did that so he kind of like he was concerned that she might do it again and even the doctor was like you know they always try again yeah after after a suicide attempt and stuff so i thought that they kind of dealt with a heavier theme slightly, but I do agree that they did kind of like gloss over the fact that she yeah. tried to kill herself. I mean, it was, and I, again, it could be a product of its time. It's, um, I know that mental illness was clear, like not something that a lot of people knew about in the sixties, you know? Um, but it was just so, there was just such a cavalier attitude about it. And I was like, suicide isn't like this is a really serious thing and this Mm -hmm. woman is clearly struggling with uh, you know i mean depression and suicidal ideation and it's really scary and it's scary that she i mean like at least she lives with people who can kind of watch out after her but i didn't like this the brother-in-law i'm not sure if you were supposed to but i got like a really controlling vibe from him and i was like he kind of freaked me out a little bit like he kind of scared me yeah i think i think he was kind of a little bit rigid and old-fashioned because he sort of barged in the apartment and because he went to her work first and was like she hasn't come home and her sister's worried about her i mean i can understand from his perspective and the sisters yeah but then they think that he she's been shacking up with this guy right which at the time was probably a lot probably a lot less done than it is now yeah and also the fact that she didn't even bother to call them and stuff so they right. were worried about her so i don't know I, I 
I'm pretty indifferent towards him, but I yeah. did think it was pretty cruel the way he was like, your sister thinks you're a lady, implying that, yeah. like, oh, you've been sleeping with men, so you, you're That's damaged. That's exactly you know? why I didn't yeah. really like him, mm-hmm. was that it was, like, the implication, like, you're, like, there's, the like, the whole idea of, like, purity being associated with virginity is really disgusting, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because yeah. why does having sex with someone make you less pure? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... Yeah, that shouldn't even matter, you know, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's like you know, as we were talking earlier about the whole Princess Diana thing with the, you know, and it, like the, the purity of being a virgin to marry Charles, like it's 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 this the whole idea is just so like archaic and it's patriarchal. It's just disgusting. It's a really disgusting way to view a woman, you know, because yeah. men don't have that same standard. No, it's just that's, women. That's why it's disgusting. You know? Yeah, because you can't be like. Oh, sow your wild oats. Don't be a whore. You know, yeah, like, like, men right. get to sow their wild oats, but women are a whore. Right, you know? exactly. Like, it's like, so, God forbid yeah. they do the same exact thing, and then suddenly, yeah. oh, no. like. <laughs> and I, I thought it was interesting that, um, so he called Sheldrake, Baxter did, when on Christmas morning. <laughs> and he's like, listen, she took a bunch of sleeping pills and tried to kill herself. And Sheldrake is like, at his house with his kids on this beautiful yeah. beautiful idyllic christmas morning and then you see and, his and the wife house looks gorgeous yeah too. and his wife was like oh what, what's who's on the phone and he's like oh just you know just a client or whatever and she and, was like super elegant too, yeah and like and put together thinking, and, like did, yeah i guess it's probably like i wonder if like no they haven't had sex in like however long when the last <laughs> child was conceived you know but yeah it's totally possible so um and so he seemed to not really care like no he, i think he only cared because if she had died it would have maybe gone back on him somehow yeah but um her suicide note to him wasn't even a note it was just the 100 hundred dollar bill which i thought was interesting and um so it's a real and then i feel like the returning the hundred dollar bill is a real like fuck you yeah by the oh, way. for sure yeah. for sure and yeah. then and then when work when they go back to work after Christmas, uh, he calls Sheldrake calls his secretary in and he's like, I thank you. You really ruined things for me. So he fires her and she's like, well, you know, you had me as your girlfriend a couple of years ago and then you had the audacity to prance the younger models that you right. replaced me with in front of me. And and then she calls his wife and presumably tells his wife everything so he gets kicked out right and then he promotes sheldrake to an even higher position and says you Wait, know like baxter ba- sorry sheldrake yeah. promotes baxter mm-hmm. and then he's like oh, i'm gonna try to get fran back or i'm getting fran back you know and and i and, I'm, and that's when baxter quits because he's like i can't take this anymore yeah i don't and care i was like so glad that i was he so did. glad that he quit i was finally. like dude you yeah. deserve so much better like yeah. you deserve to be treated with respect with people who like you know i mean your space is your space like don't and i and you should never cater to people who treat other people like that like well, even if, if it the, wasn't your space yeah you know? and like the only it's like part of it too was less like he wasn't exactly getting these um these promotions on on merit you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and like there was a guy that was sitting right next to him that was like i've been here three years longer than you and i haven't gotten any promotion yeah, and it exactly, was like yeah. this is this is problematic that this guy is is he only getting promotions because he's allowing these people to have sex at his place I and that's think, kind of what you assume yeah i think that that's like there's so many people to be noticed that he was never noticed until he could give them something right right yeah, yeah. and um and then I, I, they're at the party and they're singing "Old Lang Syne." Yeah, him um, and Fran are at the 
the Chinese restaurant again. Yeah. Like a raucous party. It was, looked like fun, actually. It was kind of <laughs> like, oh, it was like fun. Um, and I love, I love that she's finally like, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. I think I'm, I'm suddenly miraculously over you. Yeah. <laughs> you get that reference. I like it. Yeah. I have what, I, you can be cool. Gumption. Gumption. I just stumbled totally over that line, but you knew exactly where I was going. I get goosebumps. I I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that line. Um, And um, I love, love, love the trope of someone running through the street to get to someone to tell them that they love them. That's like like that scene that I sent you from Community. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like I was like, Jeff is like running through the rain and you think that he's running to Annie, but he's actually running to the the Rick or Rich or whatever. Rich. And, uh, And it's like, such a like a turn on its head trope that i i just i love that scene because it's so mm-hmm. like you think you know but you don't know what's gonna happen it's i've talked about that show a lot obviously it's very clever and i i'm uh, i'm working currently on a theory that abed is the main character and i have a bunch of evidence written down oh, so nice. yeah are you gonna make a tiktok about it um no i'll probably post it on reddit oh nice mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah <laughs> so yeah so i i like how uh sheldrake is watching everybody sing and his back is turned and he told well before that he told fran he's like baxter quit today he told me i couldn't bring anyone to his apartment and he told me especially i couldn't bring you to my apartment and her to and, his apartment yeah to his apartment and her and baxter had had laid bonded you know while they were oh yeah big time while she was convalescing at his apartment yeah. and um and he was so, so is, good to her he was mm-hmm. so kind to her and he like Which treated her like, with respect and the thing is like it's it's not even like he was so good to her it's just that he was a big like he just showed basic human decency you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's just that's messed up if that scene is a good guy because versus all these other really terrible men you know what i mean like it's like it shouldn't being a basic decent human being should not just automatically get you the reward of a good person you should just do it just because you're a human being and it's just part of living (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's that's what i'm saying is that it's it's like it's like uh, I think that sometimes we as a society reward men for very basic things that they should already be doing that women have been doing forever. And it's like, why are you being rewarded when this is just something like you're not babysitting your kids. You're watching your own children. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. You don't get an award for spending time with your fucking children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, um, and, and I think that but he was a good guy i think overall i think he was a good man i think think he he, definitely he was a good guy but he singled her out a little bit more than just a good guy you know but yeah i know you're right and uh so she came to his apartment and i thought it was really cute that they they had started a game of rummy when she was staying there but they never finished it oh i want to say before wait before we get into this because this is part of it um he also one of the things that i thought that was very very cavalier about the suicide thing yeah yeah was that he also talked about how he was in love with his best friend's wife and then so he he was thinking about shooting himself but he was stopped by a police officer which like thankfully he was or he would have died but he was like should i shoot myself in my heart should i shoot myself through my mouth and like in my temple and i was like Oh, oh my god i'm like you're i wasn't <laughs> sure if that was real or not yeah because he told it so casually right i think it and was then he though said, because then you see the gun later well but then he said that he shot himself in the leg instead and he doesn't have like a limp or anything oh yeah he would probably have a limp in this yeah and so i was like 
because he's like do you want to see the scar and he starts pulling his pant leg up but then he doesn't but then he's like she sends me a fruitcake every year and he shows her the fruitcake and in my mind in my mind because i agree like that's a very serious story that he just told not only did he almost commit suicide but he actually accidentally shot himself right yeah and he like um, seriously injured himself so uh and he and he has the fruitcake and so in my mind i was thinking he probably was in love with a woman who didn't love him back and he gets a fruitcake from her but i don't know if the suicide attempt actually happened right yeah that's my thoughts I am kind of I'm kind of on the same yeah thing that you are other than he has a gun but that's really well, just because someone has, has a gun. gun yeah just yeah. because someone has a gun I mean everyone in Florida like Florida's yeah. like everyone's well, and like then, and then there's actually a, a broad city episode where they go to Florida and like all these old people are just like carrying around guns <laughs> and they're like and they're like I forget that everyone can get a gun so easily here. <laughs> like it's, and there's like one scene where someone like this older woman is like walking out and and they're like all screaming because she has a fucking gun and she's like what this oh no this is nothing and then she accidentally shoots it so they're like <laughs> this isn't just nothing like oh my gosh anyway so and then i think that the gun is just supposed to be like a a misdirection because yeah so he gets the gun out and then she shows up and she hears what she thinks is a gunshot right right but it's him opening champagne which is so cute he's just like holding it it's bubbling over and he's just like are you okay (laughs) so oh i love jack lemon oh what a cutie pie so cute i um i actually sent our friend samantha i sent her a picture of him and then i was telling her about uh some like it hot and so i was like i was like oh tony curtis is jamie lee curtis's dad and i was like oh and he was so handsome when he was younger and so i sent her a photo and she was like wow he was really good looking and i'm like girl i'm telling you tony curtis i can't oh yeah oh he was such a babe i think he's dead now Oh, yeah, he was really yeah. good looking. They're both very. I Jeez, I like Jack Lemon a little more personally. Let me look up Jack Lemon. I gotta I gotta see them side by side. Here. Yeah. Young Jack Lemon images. Here I have a picture. Oh, okay. That I saved <laughs> if you want. Then it was like, uh, yeah. See Jack. Oh yeah. yeah, he looks really happy. Tony, oh jeez, he's like I a know. model. I know. Anyway, he's so handsome. So uh, then I, I like it. So she's like, "Oh, I'm here to finish the 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 rummy game." Yeah, that and was cute. She's like, "Are you leaving?" Because he's packing up his things, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm all by myself." And she said, "Me too." And then they sit down, and he says, "Like, I I love you. I absolutely adore you." And she says, "Shut up and deal." And then <laughs> the know, movie, because he's dealing cards, and I thought that was a really I just, sweet. I love the way he was looking at her. It was like she was his entire world, and yeah. like it was so sweet. It, this movie was very cute. Yeah, I think it. It isn't. You're right. It's not really a Christmas movie, but <laughs> it has Christmas in it. So it's it takes like place on you know, New Year's Eve at the end. Plus, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking. We were talking about like what movies to review this. Um, this month and we were just like what is out there and i'm like i do not want to watch any sort of stupid shitty like, you know, like would you so would you recommend the yes, apartment i would would you yeah i would i actually picked it for this week you did so yes. i recommended it yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's cute um it's i liked it i did like it i enjoyed it it starts out as i said uh it took me a little while to get into it this watch around but i think once shirley mcclain comes in to play 
it starts immediately like yeah. getting intriguing and you're and everything gets a little bit more grounded in some ways and uh so it improves i liked it right away it. <laughs> so i i liked it right away and i was right away i was like oh no this guy's giving guys from his office yeah. his key to use his apartment i was so bummed out by that yeah. i was just like not good what is um <laughs> as i said the fluids it's pretty gross. They don't really ad- address like what he does to his bed, but I assume since they point out other bachelorisms that he has, he probably doesn't change the sheets. I was thinking that too. Which is pretty gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like if someone was, if someone had come to me and they're like, hey, really want to use your apartment for like my affair thing, I'd be like, sure. It's $1,000 for 45 minutes. And every 15 minutes after that, it's an extra $1,000. And then see how people feel about that. I don't know. What would you do if they were like, cool, here's $4,000? I'd be like, I'll go see a movie. (laughs) Really? I would love to have $4,000 right now. Are you kidding me? I'm super broke for like, what, being gone for two hours? No, but I mean, I'll just come back, change my sheets. I don't love it, but it's $4,000 fucking dollars without really doing anything. I don't know if I want to contribute <laughs> to the depravity of somebody's. I also like think of their poor wife. I know. I'm not saying it's exactly to. like, but I'm not doing the cheating. I'm just getting the money. But it's like you're like an accomplice. I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you that you probably shouldn't. You know what? Don't rent your apartment for sex for four thousand dollars. <laughs> What As about $8,000? No amount of money. No amount of... What about a million dollars? Okay, maybe a million dollars. <laughs> but I, if I was you, I would For tell them hours. that they can't have sex on the bed. It has to be on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. What if they try the couch? I sleep on that couch. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep on that bed. Yeah, I sleep I on know. both of them. <laughs> I, I don't know. It would really creep me out to think about yeah. people having sex in my apartment. No, me too. Me too. I don't, I don't really like the idea of someone being in my apartment when I'm not there anyway, you Same. know, like, you know, yeah. like I ask you to come and see Bear because, you know, he needs, he needs company, <laughs> <laughs> but that's different. I trust you. I yeah. know you're not going to have sex in my apartment, you know, so anyway, you can follow us on Instagram, watch the movies, you can follow us Facebook at Watchers of Movies. We have, um... Well, I don't even know. Well, oh, yeah, we have a TikTok now. So if you want to follow us on there, that's cool. And um, if you would like us to review a movie, you can do a couple of things. You can DM us on social media. You can send us an email at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. Or you can put, you can give us five stars on iTunes and then put the name of the movie in the title of your five stars little thing. We just really like having five stars. We want to get out there, whatever. Uh, and. Thanks. Oh, and uh, if you want to check us out, our website, it is Watchers and Movies. <laughs> I'm just like, bleh. It is Watchers and Movies. Weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, his name is Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at The Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And I think that's it. Bye bye. Bye.